Welcome to the Mind Your Business Show, hosted by Valerie Jackson, the founder of Fierce Focus Strategies. So welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Business Show. As usual, I have somebody I'm really excited for you to meet. Um, turns out, I know a lot of great people. And a lot of them I consider family. And Gary is no exception. I call him my brother, Gary. We have known each other for quite some time, and I'm really excited for our discussion. So let me just tell you a little bit about Gary. So Gary L. Hawthorne is a Texas real estate agent with Keller Williams Urban, Texas. He specializes in residential real estate. Prior to getting his real estate license, he spent years leading marketing organizations and campaigns for a top Fortune 100 company and held, se held several different leadership positions and other top tier communications and technologies companies. Gary puts his strong leadership, problem-solving, marketing, and mainly customer-focused skills to work in his real estate business and makes his client's experience with him a pleasant and rewarding one. He understands that selling your home or buying your next place to call home is more than just a real estate transaction. It's a life event, and it should be a positive, memorable one. He is a cum laude graduate of Texas State University with a bachelor's degree in journalism and speech communications. He has also earned a master's degree in business. He is a member of the National Black MBA Association, board of directors for Bridge to Tomorrow, president of the View of Dallas, and a member of the Leadership Planning for Literary Soul Symposium. He is also a great cook and a friend. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Mind your business show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited for this journey in your life and to be here for sure. This is a great, uh, great, great idea. And I love that you are leading it. <laughs> Thank you, Gary. It without having you here. So I'm excited for people to get to know a little bit more about you and um, what drives you and how you found yourself here in this business. Because Gary, you're one of a lot of professionals, and I'm even going to say black professionals right now, who were in, had a very impressive resume. I mean, you've done some incredible things for really large companies, and they have come to you as a person that they've trusted to lead these, these programs. And then you transitioned. So you took all this experience and moved a business owner. What the heck were you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> I asked myself that several times. <laughs> For me, it was um, actually I had a choice at the time the company I was with Verizon actually gave packages or volunteer, asked for volunteers to take early retirement packages. And it was such a great package. And it was a time in my life in which I felt like I was ready to do something different. 
that uh, I went ahead and took that opportunity. So it was a volunteer thing. So oftentimes when things don't work right in this business, <laughs> I begin to think really what I was thinking, like I walked out of a job. <laughs> but it, it has been rewarding in a sense of, you know, you never know what you were able to do until you got in and try and do it. And so uh, it was also good because it allowed me to take a chance on something I want to do, and yet I had income, which is also one of the points we'll talk about. You know, when you start a business, you have to understand oftentimes that first year, uh, now real estate is a little different because you can make money pretty quickly if you, you know, make a sale or, you know, or sell someone's home. But in most businesses, you're not going to really make a lot of money that first few months of the year. So having that income or that package that I had to take from the company and start this made my transition a lot easier than it would be for someone who's kind of thrown into it for sure. So, uh, so that was a plus. Right. Because right. business also requires investment, right? And so a lot of things up that you've got to pay for. And if you don't have that backing, it can be very detrimental to helping you move forward. So like you said, you walked out of a job, right? You walked out. Out. Like, out. As old folks would say, a good job. You had a good job. <laughs> Let me go see if I can go make some money on my own. Exactly. That speaks now to me to, to purpose and intention. Um, I did something similar. I, well, I was in the real estate business and had been for 20 years and was being drawn and pulled to another aspect of business. So I walked out of knowing how to make a good income because I had proven systems in place to help do that. And I jumped into something totally unknown, but where I felt like my heart was pulling me. Correct you've done something similar. So let me ask you this, with everything that you brought with you, and you brought a lot, you had a master's in business, you've been leading teams, you were, I mean, marketing, that's your thing. And you brought all this to this business. What was it that when you arrived with your package of stuff, you found you did not have? You know, I didn't know if I found anything I didn't have, but what I found really to be a huge challenge was to ensure that, uh, well, two things. One, ensure you stay very focused and having that, um, you know, that drive that I have to make this business successful because um, it's all on me. And so, so often in corporate America, you know, whether you're, you know, a leader in management or even a CEO, you have a, you know, board of directors you answer to. And a lot of times the plan is laid out for you and you just work toward delivering these numbers or these plans. And without that uh, structure to say, this is what I'm going to, you know, do or have to do to make my numbers, that became really difficult for me when I first started business. And I think that also happens to a lot of people in business because it's all on you now. It's not anyone telling you what to do. And even though I joined like Keller Williams and they had a great kind of program, 
it's up to you to say, I need to be proactive about attending those trainings that they have, because they have trainings, but if you don't go, you don't get them and no one looks for you. <laughs> uh, and then seeking, you know, to talk and communicate with other professionals who have done the job so you can be the best you can be at it. So all those kind of things, you ought to be very proactive. I, I kind of liken it to, you know, having the marketing piece always talks about four P's of marketing. And I always talk about in business, I think there's like five P's you have to have. One is kind of that plan to come up with, what is our, what am I really gonna do? How can I do it? And then, then preparing for whatever that plan is. So in the real estate, for me, that preparation came with, you know, of course you have your license. And so that helps too, because you can actually have a structured uh, class and you have to you know, attend those classes and get through that. And then joining your brokerage, which also gives you a kind of training to get prepared. So that preparedness there is really kind of ingrained in the real estate market. And that's often not the case sometimes with other businesses. Sometimes you jump into business and there's no, <laughs> instead of anything, you have to develop them yourself or seek them. Uh, so, you know, those kind of the two pieces, kind of the plan and then prepare. Then you also then have to also, well, just to have a P is having a pattern. Uh, but that pattern, it's kind of a routine. And that to me was very much the key to keeping going because it's easy when you're the only one, you know, in business to just kind of make the day happen the way it happens. And I found if I did that, I let things get out of hand that, you know, my exercise went too long or someone called and the family had something going on. And so you often can get off track. And so what I had to do is develop a pattern to say, okay, I will exercise, but I'm going to exercise, you know, from 6.30 to 8. And then at 8, I come home and I start my coffee and read or start doing lead generation or anything. So you begin a pattern for your day so that you don't get off pattern. Because if you were at a business, your family can't call you from 8 to 5 or they can, you know, it's not like they can take you away from your job. So you have to make sure this is my business. And I can't be taken away from that so easily because it's important for me to make money. It's important for me to make this successful. So that pattern becomes really important. And then the last two is kind of the proactive, uh, being proactive about, you know, taking it upon yourself that I have to be the one to get the training I need, to talk to the people I need, to establish the relationships I need to do to make me best in this class of what I'm doing. And then lastly, the professionalism. So that being professional with everything you do because you represent yourself. And so if I'm gonna represent myself every time I come across someone, could be a potential client uh, or someone who may refer someone and people don't wanna deal with madness. <laughs> they wanna deal with a professional who knows their stuff. And so presenting yourself in, a, in that way is always important. So, um... With real estate, there is so much that's already laid out for you to make you successful. And yet, the last statistic, God, it's been a couple, it's been a bit since I've looked at this statistic, but over 80% of new licensees do not renew their license the first time, right? Out of the business. And that's according to the, the uh, National Association of Realtors statistic. Yep. But the plan is laid out for you. So 
why do so many people fail? Is it because they're not executing this plan or what's going on? Yeah, I think a lot of it is the execution. And uh, so you can have a plan, but again, that other P I talked about is being prepared for that plan. So and part of that being prepared is knowing, we talked about this a minute ago about, you know, when you first get into real estate, you're not, you know, I think it took me a couple of months, maybe a month and a two months and a half before I even got my first client. And so that's a long time to go without some kind of salary coming in. Now, for me, it was great because, you know, I had taken a package from a corporation. And so I had money to live off of. But people, part of that preparedness is to know I may have to go three months without making a dime in this. And yet I just spent, you know, what, $3,000 on real estate school to get my license. <laughs> and then there's other fees and associations you got to join and all of that. So there's money going out and you don't see anything coming in for three months. That could be kind of bad. And so a lot of people, I think, get very discouraged by that. And then also those leads, you have to, even if I'm working with a client today, I have a couple of clients I'm working with now. If I'm doing my job properly, those deals are going to close within the next 30 days. After that 30 days, then what? I have to keep working on getting the next client in and still stay focused on who I'm working with, too. And so that becomes that balancing act that takes a lot of work and, you know, a lot of preparation and time to do that a lot of people find kind of frustrating because it can be like, where do I get these leads from? They're not, <laughs> they don't magically appear. I, I've been blessed to have good friends who have done referrals for me, but uh, it also takes, you know, once you get, they'll get those referrals, following up on people, following up with people, and then doing a great job when you work with people. So they then feel comfortable and saying, oh, he's great at selling a home or whatever. So, And that's was by referral, for sure. Big time. And, um, was always relying on people I had to let other people they know know that I would do a good job. Yeah. So that's again, like you said, that's part of the part that's missing. Let me tell you another part that can be very uh, challenging, and you touched on it, is th those same people in your circle. They don't understand that because you're not going to the job every day because you're not going to an office and you're working for maybe your home office or you're um you know they see you around they think you're accessible to their needs and whatever whatever they want so how have you found that you've put good boundaries in place so that you can meet the standards you've set for yourself and for your business i think one of them is communicating that with those people who will interrupt your day you know, you have to be very clear about, you know, this is a, a job that I'm doing. And, uh, you know, it's different when emergencies arrive. Uh, and those emergencies are real emergencies that need you. That's the other thing. Because that's even on your regular job. Maybe you're on a nine to five. I can see. You know, you're going to nine to five, people will call you with stuff. It's like, uh, you realize I'm at my job. So you have to really treat it the same way to say, this is my job and I'm doing something. You know, I'm researching for a client. I'm meeting with a client or even I'm just, you know, doing lead generation. That's a key part of my day. I don't let things interrupt me from doing that. And that's the other thing, too, is those interruptions. 
if you can ignore the call and get back to it later, you know, when you have time, that helps a lot too, because we are so, at least for myself, I was so prone to, you know, picking up the phone or reading emails or responding to text. And then it's like, well, this is taking up time that I need to be doing my business. And so uh, some of it is on incumbent upon ourselves to say, I can't respond to this text right now. It's not an emergency. And so we can get back to it later. Yes, yes. One of the things that I experienced, that's for me still, is time blocking. And I talk about time blocking all the time. And even though sometimes we have to move the time modules around in our day, having specific time to to uh, complete certain tasks and certain responsibilities is paramount to be on track Absolutely. and be able to reach those those benchmarks that we have set for ourselves yep. and those same boundaries gary i have found we have to set with our clients so how have you been successful because many people aren't and letting your clients know that there are boundaries on your time. Because one of the things that I know as real estate agents, brokers, we often didn't take time off. We worked all day and they were just like, we we're just always available. And that's good. So have, as I should even ask, how have you, have you found a way to set good boundaries with your clients and still show up as you should with them? I think uh, for me, I've been fortunate to, well, I have a, a couple of clients that I've had to have the conversation with to say, these are the times I'm gonna be available to do this or that. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Cause I, you know, they will ask you to do some things. I'm like, no, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've even had I mean, perfect example. I had a client actually who we actually were actually doing it close, had done it close, um, and there was a piece of we had negotiated in with the closing that they were going to have some repairs done on the house that we bought, uh, that she bought, and she of course worked like everyone else to work, and so but she was like, well, I don't like to meet the contractor to do blah, blah, blah after we close. So can you do that? And I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Once the close is done, it's your house. And so you're gonna have, I've negotiated the fixing. <laughs> you are gonna have to get someone there to get someone to get it fixed. So uh, so things like that, you right, will come up. But you just have to be very you know, upfront with them. And again, I think it's a relationship business. And so often if you establish good relationships, you can have those conversations without it being a detriment to your, your relationship or your work, work you're doing with them. They understand sometimes like maybe it is going a little bit too far. Right, absolutely. I mean, I can think of, as you're talking about, so many stories went through my head because as you can imagine, in 20 years in the business, I ran upon some stuff, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was like, oh, there's a story about when the people wanted me to show up at 7 a.m. on New Year's Day so that they could see, so I could let them in the house so they could see how the sun comes up over the breakfast room. <laughs> We're not going to do that because it's going to come up however it's going to come up. And if that is contingent on you buying this house, maybe you're looking at the wrong set of criteria. <laughs> that but the one that i often think of 
and you know me, Gary, I'm a city girl. I had a listing um, of a home that was kind of in the country and they had a, um, a small farm on this property. They had horses and chickens and some other animals that were not on my little CNSA Dr. Doolittle thing, so I'm not even sure. <laughs> um, and they were, their house was listed and they were going away for a week for vacation. And she kept, the, the owner, the wife kept saying to me, okay, now we leave, you know, at 7 a.m. on Tuesday. I'm like, great, okay. You know, I said, I'm going to drive by periodically and check on things and pick up cards from showings and that type of thing. And she kept saying, but we leaving at 7. So then she called me that morning to say, we're getting ready to leave. You're not here. And I'm like, well, no, I don't need to be here. And she says, well, I need to go over with you how to feed all the animals while we're gone. <laughs> me? I'm a city girl. To me, everything is a dog. Okay, <laughs> it's a little dog or it's a bigger dog. But it's <laughs> she had horses and and she she thought that I, as the real estate agent. <laughs> was going to take care of the animals while <laughs> and, I, and I did. I sat and thought, now what is it that I have done to give her this expectation? Because I had been everything they needed me to be, right? Well, never occurred to me I needed to have the conversation. I am also not Farmer John. <laughs> I... <laughs> so as you can imagine, that story did not end well. <laughs> and she already prepared for you to do it. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not. No, I'm sorry. I said nothing would be alive. I might be able to feed your fish, but nothing would be okay while you're gone. I'm scared of most of these animals you want me to take care of. <laughs> so that led me to know. Sometimes there, there's going to be some things that come up that you aren't even expecting where you have to say, no, not in my wheelhouse. And you can't be all things to all people. So with that said, have you identified yet your, what your niche market is? And sometimes we don't for quite some time. But I do know that as we work even longer, we need to identify that because we can't be all things to all people. Um, I really haven't identified it yet because I'm at, I, uh, I started this journey. I got my license in September. So okay. it's busy. So I'm still kind of new. <laughs> so I've been blessed because it's done, done well with it so far, but haven't, you know, got my niche. But I have uh, a couple of my clients, about three of them actually have been first time buyers. And what I really enjoyed about that is, again, that experience of, you know, one with a family, two were single people. But that excitement of helping uh, first-time buyers get their own home ownership, which is always such a such a joyous and such a great kind of feeling of accomplishment for them and for myself to help them through that process. Uh, so you talk about you know you know getting into business for yourself, and I think one of the things we have to identify too is what you, the fun things we are passionate about 
but what also are the skills that you want to, you know, kind of hone in on? And one of the things I really like is helping people. And so when you talk about real estate and this purchase that they're going to make is like the biggest purchase they're going to make in their lifetime for most people, or even when they're selling their home, they're entrusting you to sell their biggest asset. And so to be involved in that uh, was always kind of that plus for me. And that's where I get the most joy out of this job to say, I like the feeling of when we have sold this house for this person or bought this home and they have, uh, they feel good about what they bought and got the best price for them, those kind of things you negotiated. And yet knowing that it's going to be an impact that, you know, has really changed your life because you're now, I just told my last client who was a first time buyer, you know, now your, your whole wealth uh, trajectory has changed because now you own a home. So that's a real big, you know, plus to say, okay, I, that customer centric helping people thing was a plus in me deciding to go into this too. So. Right, right. That's it. And I mean, I'm telling you, anybody who finds you has found wealth because um, in a sea of so many real estate agents, I mean, so many, yeah. to be able to find someone who really does care about the person. And like you said, it's not a transaction, it's a life event. And it's going to have impact over your life. Able to look at it from that standpoint, Gary, that is so important and so special. And that will definitely separate you from that sea of people who are just looking at the next transaction. Correct. And then that, there's that part of it, right? So it is a business. And we do need to run it as such, like we've said. We're going to come into times ourselves where we're having a hard time, where, it's, where we're struggling, maybe because of personal things. I mean, like right now, as we sit, we can't even get together if we wanted to because we're in the middle of a pandemic. And on top of that pandemic, Gary, we are facing some travesties to justice in our So there's a lot going on. And all that is impacting and affecting us personally. How do you or do you separate that from how you show up in your business? I, I think it's important. I, I think two things that come to mind. Uh, one is even when you have to show up, going back to the point of I still have to be the professional that my clients need for me. And even in, if you were not working in your own business, if you had to go to your office and you know adjust and work at home, whatever, you still need to be the professional they're paying you to be. And so I think it's important to sometimes find a way, whatever that takes, whether that's meditation, your, I, I believe in a lot of running. I run a lot to try to stay in shape, but that also helps me to get outside and kind of be with nature kind of thing. But whatever it takes to get me in a position to still be the professional people have hired me to be, uh, I need to do that. But to the extreme of that, prepare ourselves four times in business, uh, especially when you own your own business, to say, I may have some downtime. <laughs> and this COVID-19 has made a lot of downtime for a lot of businesses. And so you, if you've had, you know, my father was great with managing money. And I I'm blessed to have some of that uh, come to me as opposed to some of my sister and brothers who 
<laughs> spend every dime a year. So uh, being prepared in that way to say there may be a rainy day ahead, and especially with your own business, of course, you never know if the next client is going to be 30 days, or even if you get the next client, if they're going to see the deal through. I've had to really negotiate a couple of deals to keep them falling through to, to help the situation, but also to make a commission. Like, I spent all this time we're <laughs> close and then we're about to lose this deal if we don't get this thing done. So that happens. And so having, you know, resources back for that rainy day. And I say that to say to your point, that rainy day may be, I need to step away uh, from everything for a couple of weeks or, uh, you know, if I can a month, just because my mental state is you know at hand there's so much going on or again COVID-19 has hit a lot of businesses and they're like I wasn't prepared for this and so having that readiness to say I, I have a few dollars put back so that until people can come back to my restaurant if I have a restaurant or whatever I I can survive and so I think that's also important especially when you're on your business to say when I can and that's probably from dollar two, put something back because sure enough, something's gonna occur. And so you got to be prepared for that uh, in that financial sense. And then that will also help you in a mental sense of saying, if I have to step away, I don't have to be as stressed about this because I'm, I'm okay for a while. That's, that's true. And as we were just discussing earlier, sometimes we're just not okay. You know, we are right now in, in a time that none of us saw coming and it's been like i said one thing on top of the other and so as i was telling you i i had to admit and then i don't do this well and i don't do it often i had to admit i was not okay because there's just been so much just that we've had to shoulder and we still have to show up like you said so we're showing up with all this stuff that we're shouldering and and trying to to stay on point and be who we need to be. And sometimes you just have to step away and say, I don't have it. Yeah. I just don't have it today. Right. And as like we were saying, as, as, as our dear, dear friend to you and I both, uh, Brother Jeff says, sometimes you just have to get gathered. Yep. And if we don't get gathered, something else is going to gather us, right? Okay. <laughs> has your circle been your 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 center of influence those people that have your support as a business owner sometimes we forget we still need that circle of support how have you been able to lean on these people and and what have they done for you in these times um I, I, that's so true and so important because i think that that's where your encouragement comes because uh, there are going to be times, I think, in any business that you, like I, we talked about earlier, like you, I walked away from what I said, old folks say, a good job. <laughs> <laughs> and, and with that, you come with this sense of, I'm used to having a certain salary that, you know, I've lived up on for a long time. And so when you begin to doubt, have I made the right decision? That circle of influence can say, you know, you got this, you know, you need to hear that sometimes to keep yourself going to say, you know, a lot of it is definitely self, but to hear that from the outside to say someone else believes in you is so important. So uh, that encouragement from, 
you know, other professionals from your uh, circle of friends, uh, your significant other, whatever they come, whatever that form that comes in, it's critical because it really does just kind of reinforce, I made the right decision. I'm doubting it, but someone else sees that this decision, or at least even push you to the point of saying, you know, give it a little, another try, you know, try, if you tried it a little longer, you never know what's going to happen, that kind of thing. So those kind of things happen and, and that helps a lot. So such a good point to say you need that circle of influence to to keep you going because it's, it's, it's rough. It can be very, very difficult. And that's the thing I think I, uh, I kind of expected it, but I, if I talk to other business people thinking about going into business for themselves, to know that there are going to be rough times. It's not, uh, it's not, uh, smart to think that it's going to be so successful from jump start. I don't care how smart you are, how, how whatever you've done. <laughs> uh, so there are going to be days that you're really going to question what you've done as far as the decision to do it. And then knowing that there are going to be some lows, but how do you get through those? So, and that, that support center is, is critical to help you get through that. Absolutely. Wearing all those hats is exhausting, right? And, and, and to your point, having those people there that remind you, no, you did this, you made the right decision, I know it's a little difficult today, you're going to get through it, we've got you. And even here are some resources for you. That's going to be the difference of those people who do not renew their license the first time. A lot of them just don't have that, that ability reach out and ask for help yep. because that's what we often don't do we have this this facade of i've got it all figured out yep. and no we just don't have it all figured out so so, it's no surprise we've kind of come to the end of our time here i mean it feels like we started talking i know right <laughs> <laughs> Is this so? Uh, you know, I could talk to you forever. <laughs> I know. And we'll look forward to talking to you again because I really want us to keep in touch with you and, and see how the business is going and growing as I know it will because uh, you're at the helm of this, so it can be nothing but successful. Thank you. And, and I really want to, I'm excited to hear how you have impacted even more lives as they conduct these different real estate transactions and have you change the trajectory and, and, and add to the trajectory of home ownership and, 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 and owning properties and being real estate investors because whoever you touch is gonna to be blessed for sure. So oh, Gary, thank you so much. Thank you so much for thank being here. <laughs> Yes. Any final thoughts you want to share as well as tell us how people find you? Um, let me tell you how to find me first, just because I forget as I start talking. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, email definitely is glhawthorne for the number for you at gmail.com. So glhawthorne for you at gmail.com. So that's a reach out there. And you can also reach out on my cell number. I can give that out. Is that okay to do on your phone? <laughs> so cell number is 972-897-3991. And 
real needs in general related to, you know, in Texas, or even if you're somewhere else, the referral, I can refer you to a great agent in various places, different locations. And so well, this is my business as well. But uh, other than that, the final thought I would say is, first of all, again, thank you so much because I just love you to death and so glad you have this form to, <laughs> to assist businesses because I think it's so, this is another critical resource in which as people get into business, and like you, I think we discussed before, sometimes people make a choice like I did, but other times they're kind of forced into it because again, with this uh, COVID-19, their life has changed. And so now they're thrown into businesses. And so this kind of form can help them to identify ways and resources in which they can expand the business and be better at it. And so this is absolutely fantastic. And I would just encourage people to follow your heart and then do the work because it does take the work. Be prepared for the, the work that it takes. But if you follow your heart and follow your dreams, like you said, you had to do when you made your transition that will always lead you to the right place. Your, your heart and mind doesn't lead you astray if you normally follow that. Absolutely. Gary, thank you so much. Thank you for sharing from your heart such a, such a powerful message to people who are transitioning because this is a particular demographic of people who have a certain set of expectations. And like you said, some of them make the choice. Some of them are forced to the choice. And know that there is success on the other side. If you've put certain places, certain pieces in place, you can do well as a business owner. In fact, you will find that you excel often more than you did in a corporation. So thank you again for, for being candid, for being open, for, being, for sharing those things. And, and the final thing I'm going to say is, you know, we always look at the totality of the business owner because if it's about business, it's always personal. So thank you for being uh, a part of the Mind Your Business show. We're going to look forward to our next episode and we'll see you right here next time. Hey. <laughs>